Well, hello to all our faithful listeners, or should I say faithful listener. You're probably standing in line right now somewhere waiting to vote. I was waiting. I was getting a timeout sign from uh, Bruce, so I didn't know if something was wrong. Was something wrong, Bruce? Uh, No, I'm just... Calling timeout? I'm calling timeout. I want to call timeout on this whole nation we're living in. Oh, Mm. you were setting us up with the timeout. Uh, No, I was thinking about something else, but go ahead. Oh, do you want us to call timeout and start over? We can get a redo. No, I'm good. Okay. Well, then we won't have a redo. So this is uh, Tuesday, November 3rd. It is election day, or as they say in Mexico, election day. Is that what they say? I don't know. Oh, I think they do. <laughs> and the world is watching us to see what's going to happen. They're watching us? The, the, the <laughs> They're watching the dummies? They've actually Sweet. tuned in to see, because we're going to announce the winner. Oh. Hey, at the end of I this like show, that. At the end of this show, we're going to announce the winner of the election. That is awesome. America has given us that right. They voted for us and said, let the dummies do it. That's right. Wang Chung. Of course. Wang Chung. Oh, Wang Chung. Of course, I do think they probably think there's only three people that could handle this election. That's right. You can't handle this election. Mm. I don't know if that's how he said it. That sounds more like uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Avi Bach, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> uh, anyway, you are Jack Nichols in there. Go ahead. Anyway, let's introduce ourselves. I am. Uh, um, I got to look at my mic stand. <laughs> I am Pastor Chuck. <laughs> That's what it says. Pastor Chuck. I am the fastest typer in the LCMS. Yeah, very nice. Did you win your conference at the uh, Typing Olympics? I actually admit that I lost to the first trombone player. I was the second chair. He was first, only because he cared and I didn't. Um, oh, good one. Excuse and uh, he did 74 words a minute. I did 72 Mm, that's close. So I had With two, no errors? I had two errors. He had three. So. Uh, oh, but side fact. Did you know that Troy Aikman was a state champion typer? I did not Here know that. Here in the state of Oklahoma. That is correct. Well, here's what I say. Troy, come on the show and let's do it. Ooh, a let's battle. Pull, let's pull go. out the select or whatever that typewriter was called. Oh, yeah. IBM Selectra or whatever that was called. And let's go. I just challenged him. Let's go. I bet he's not man enough to ever call in and... Face up. Yeah, I'm sure he's really scared. <laughs> oh, he's got soft hands oh, now. They're all scared. manicured. Look he's at these scared. hands. I've been typing That's right. 12 pages a week. He's going to miss a few a few letters because that pinky's at a 90 degree angle now, so he can't hit the home row where he should anymore. He can't spell the word was anymore. That's right. I was out, what? <laughs> oh, uh, let's finish our introduction. Oh, yes. I am uh, Guy, the Grand Poobah. Ooh. Of- yeah. Of the IT. Calculators. Yes. Nice. And I am Bruce, the bipartisan sidekick. Ooh. Does that mean you have like a personality? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> yes. Some days I'm Republican. Some days I'm Democrat. And some no days I'm just sad. <laughs> there you go. Most of the days I'm sad. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun. And by fun, I mean like pulling teeth at the dentist's office. Torturous. To go ahead and do a uh, election episode. I don't, we don't know what that means because we have no pre-show to plan this out. I mean, we just put the headsets on, turn the uh, record button on, and slide the music up and go. That's right. We went all Donald Trump. Just put the microphone in front of us, and we're going to see what comes out. That's right. There is no teleprompter. People, if you're, people, nope. if you're listening at home, 
We are saying these words ourselves. No one wrote them. Nice. That makes my mom feel better. <laughs> no, actually, she probably wishes someone did write them. So let's talk about church and politics. Are they bedfellows or are they natural born enemies? Go. Wow. wow what do you That's think? a loaded question. That is, there's a lot in there. It's like a loaded diaper. Hmm. No, there's a lot in there, too. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes more than others. You go all the way up your back. You never know. Oh, the back. <laughs> That's the worst one. It is. It's the one that usually happens on baptismal Sunday. That's this, right. uh, this election feels kind of like a full diaper. Um, <laughs> it feels like a back It's been poop. in there for an hour or so, think, uh, just kind of lingering. I'm going to throw it to Guy, but I kind of think, I don't think they're natural bedfellows. In fact, I, in some ways, I think they're kind of opposed to each other. I would concur. So then what is... <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there and let somebody right. else talk. So what is the church's role then in election years? Or does it have a role? Well, I'm not going to ask that question because you'll just say no. So um, what is the church's role in an election year? I'm going to take off the election year part, okay. if I may. You may. I'm just going to say that a Christian's responsibility is to honor the government mm -hmm. insofar as they do not go against God's word. So if the government, you know, is doing things for us, making roads and speed limit signs and, um, you know, keeping things nice and safe and all that kind of stuff, I think we can honor the government. But if the government starts saying, hmm... You need to kill all blonde-headed people because I'm a brunette and I don't like blonde-headed people. I can resist the government and say, no, you get behind me, Satan, kind of thing. And that's where our paths would diverge. You had me tell stop signs because <laughs> just recently they did some road construction and uh, they were putting in, actually not road construction, but they were putting in a drain pipe for a new neighborhood and they took my 40 or 45 mile an hour speed limit and put it down to 30. And now they're all done, mostly. And I'm still sitting there at 30. I don't think they're ever coming back. I think it's a trick. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a speed trap. So if you're listening, policemen in this city that we call home, stop with your speed traps. Put the speed limit signs back. Then I'll respect you. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Bruce? Yes. To you. What? The question. Which is? About church. <laughs> church of politics. Yes. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Adios. Guy. I'm going to go with Guy. I mean, really, I mean, we're told in God's word to, I mean, all government, whether you like it or not, is instituted by God, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a duty to obey those words as long as they don't put us contrary to God's will for our life. And I think as a citizen of this country, you have the right to vote. Does that mean necessarily that you should be uh, looting and turning cars over and starting storefronts on fire because there may be a perceived or a real injustice? I don't know that you should go that far. So what do we do with these churches that feel they need to get involved in the actual uh, election process? selecting a candidate, supporting a candidate, 
um, or or members of your church that say to you, Pastor, you need to tell people how to vote because only one of these guys is a Christian. You know, I've had that happen before. And that is not the church's place to say yes for this guy, no for that guy. All you can do as a pastor, as a church, is to proclaim God's Word. And if Mm -hmm. you cannot dictate to people, because really, I mean, you are voting for a man or a woman, and they are uh, fallible, Mm -hmm. and so you cannot say that one is necessarily better than another just because they have a different uh, title next to their name or party Party. affiliation. right. Yeah, and I would argue that we can't even determine one is more Christian than the other. I mean, if I'm going to argue anything about most presidential candidates, none of them are Christian. I mean, uh, only as much as God Bless America helps them win the election. Right. I mean, playing a Lee Greenwood song does not make you a Christian. (laughs) No, nor does taking your picture in front of a church that's been vandalized make you a Christian, or using God in your speech and saying, God Bless America. I mean, again... To me, what makes you a Christian is a belief in Christ and then regular participation in the body. Um, But I would argue that most of our last presidents have not had regular participation. And I realize the excuse. Well, it's very disruptive. I can see that. Mm -hmm. I can see that as well. Mm -hmm. But I think there has to be a way, if I'm president, and not that I'm going to be, but there has to be a way that I can be disruptive so I do not have to dismiss myself from the call to be part of the body of Christ. Because otherwise, the Spirit of God is waking me up, urging me, according to our own catechism, calling me to be gathered and enlightened, and I'm resisting that by saying, well, I don't want to be a bother. It's it's sort of like COVID. Well, church has started back, but, well, I don't want to get COVID. I mean, I, I get it. There are real instances of that, but I think we have a lot of people sitting at home who could be in church because they're in every restaurant and bar across town, but it's more convenient to stay home. And I think being president is a good, convenient excuse for not going to church. And what I would argue is check their church attendance before they were actually in office. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Most of them, I'm not going to say most of them, but a vast majority of our presidents were not Christian. And I know we had an our uh, Fourth of July episode on this, and I stick by that. And that, uh, you know, it, we don't have to be a Christian nation. Just be a nation. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you a question then. So is it a disservice to the church when it allows itself to be affiliated with one party over another party? Yes. Once it allows itself to be politicized? Yes. Elaborate. Oh, see, I can do that. <laughs> I can do it too. Um, yeah, because you, you turn people off. Because that's what politics do. So if it's we very say, polarizing. Yeah. So if we're if we're the church for Joe Biden, then Trump fans aren't coming here, Trump supporters. And if I'm the church for Donald Trump, then Biden people aren't coming. And what gets lost in all of that is not just people, but the gospel. Because suddenly the gospel message is a political message, and Jesus is the one who stands for the right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen that a lot. You know, um, whether you on social media respond, hey, preborn babies matter, and then now, I, you know, a person gets slammed for being a religious zealot Republican, and, you know, now you can't be a Democrat and have those views, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Um, and it does become this quagmire of uh, 
Um, yeah, it's a mess. It it, it's and, and I would, I know good Christian people who are Democrats, and they don't support abortion, but the ideals of the Democratic Party more match up with, in their way, loving their neighbor. Mm-hmm. Because they see themselves, Democrats, as being more loving. And I'm not arguing that's truth or not truth, and Republicans are hating their neighbors or not. Um, but then I know a lot of good Christian people who hang their hat on, I'm Republican, and we don't kill babies. No, but we send missiles into other countries and shoot and kill innocent people who had absolutely nothing to do with a war that has absolutely nothing to do with us. I mean, I'm just making a case in point that we're killing on both sides of that coin. Mm-hmm. Republicans have their way of killing people. And the Democrats have their way of killing people. And if that's what we're hanging our hat on, I think we're missing the boat. I mean, that. I mean, if somebody's a single-issue voter, I'm not saying don't be. But you vote however you want to vote. That's it. You vote however you want to vote. You don't need your pastor to tell you how to vote. You don't need your church to tell you how to vote. No, and, and the Word of God's not going to necessarily dictate to you. There's no. I, I've read the Bible before. <laughs> Maybe not cover to cover in one sitting, but I'm fairly certain it makes no mention of Democrat or Republican in that sense that we understand Democrat and Republican. And I don't think it talks about Donald Trump or Joe Biden at all, despite what people might think Revelation is about. It's not about either one of those two oh, guys. Oh, no, no. See, Re- Revelation is a lot like Nostradamus. You can just take it and turn oh, it into whatever you want. There you go. Yes, that is true. Oh, the blue tortoise with the uh, fangs of steel. Oh, my gosh, that's Republicans in 2020. Blue tortoise, blue tortoise, I don't know, blue elephant, whatever. No, but no. but I think to me the bigger issue is if church is going to have involvement in in politics, it's in how we behave towards each other. You know, calling us to be civil, calling us to quit, just putting each other down because you have a different right. view than me. That that's it's uneducated and it. it juvenile. And, yes. and, and above all, it's unchristian. Well, I mean, yeah. How much does that hurt the church's witness? When they're they're yelling at people and exactly using right. you know maybe the language that's not very well, beneficial. Yeah, the stuff that people are posting on Facebook or defriending people because your political views are different than mine. Either I don't have the kind of time that people have, or and and this is more the truth. I got plenty of time. Uh, more the truth. I just don't care. Uh, you want to like Trump, like Trump. You want to like Biden, like Biden. You want to put it all over your Facebook page. That's on you, not on me. You know, I vote the way I'm going to vote. And I vote for some issues. And, you know, I'm a pro-life guy. Um, I'm guy. And he's a pro-life guy. I'm pro-life. I'm glad you're alive. That's right. Guy. I'm pro-life Thanks, for God. I appreciate that. Thank um, you. And that weighs into me, uh, into my thinking when I vote. Uh, but I'm not going to say that's the only thing I think about when I go in to vote, you know. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I have so given up on gay marriage and that kind of stuff that doesn't even play into my thinking because that's a civil realm versus a, mm. the, the, the sacred realm versus, the, you know, civil and church. Those two things don't have to line up. They never do, never have, probably sure. never will. I mean, Israel got kings, and look how well that worked for yeah, them. Good point, good point. <laughs> so um, I just think the church has to educate people on just civility, Christian love for your neighbor, and their right to vote and to think and to do what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know. It's a tough thing because people are so, even at, at more than any point in my life, I think we are so polarized. Yeah, it's so true. 
Yeah, I agree. But this year alone, even more than 2016, has seemed more polarizing than any other time that I can remember. I know. I thought the uh, Gore-Bush election was polarizing, but that's tame compared to what we see now. Yeah, because here, this is the 3rd of November. We're not going to know the president. I mean, I'm, I'm planning on staying up late tonight. I'm planning on taking some time off tomorrow so I can uh, sip my coffee and watch Fox News. But we're not going to know the winner of this election. Uh, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's make a prediction. We should make that. Um, I say it's going to be February 29th. I'm just going to say <laughs> February, <laughs> February 28th. Wow. That's a long ways away. Well, how long was it when we challenged Florida? Back then, when they challenged Florida, that was at least into January, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. Can't remember. It's, yeah, it's okay. pretty close. And I'm going to say February 20th. I want to stick to it. What do you think, Bruce? Uh, President's Day, whatever day that is. Yeah, sometime in February, maybe. The 14th. That's Valentine's, That's Valentine's Day. day. <laughs> <laughs> you see what kind of cards my wife gets. There you go. She gets <laughs> President's Day cards. No wonder she's angry. Ooh, I thought wow. she didn't like the presidents. Okay, so I'm going to say earlier. I, I think, I think so. it's going to take a long time, but I think it's going to be earlier. I'm still going to say January 30th. Yeah, some, somewhere before the end of January. I'll go with you on that one, guy. So you're changing. Yeah, I'm changing because I'm okay. a chameleon. <laughs> Are you a comma, 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 comma chameleon? I'm karma chameleon. <laughs> Do we get a little prize if we're closest without going over? Um, the closest one gets a steak. Ooh. And while we're at the show, we'll record a episode, a pod sode at the show while we're eating steak. All right. So, Chuck, you said February 28th. 28th. Hold on. Let me, I'll get a date. I said January 30th. And Bruce? And I said, Internet, come on here. Whatever day President's Day is on. I don't care. Whatever month, day that is. When is President's Day? I, I, I can't recall. My internet that. is not working here. Guy, you're the IT guy. Do you think IT you can help President's me out. Day? Well, I don't. I don't know if I can do it any faster. Let me see. Well, he has no internet. Silly iPhones. I know. Oh, allegedly, oh, allegedly, oh, allegedly. Oh. February fifteenth. Oh, I was Ooh. close. See, y'all all mocked me. I'm going with February fifteenth. Okay, so we're almost. We got a good split right there. Okay, almost fifteen days apart for all of us. All right. So if do you think. That the result of this, where whichever way it goes, mm -hmm. will be contentious. Do you think it will be riot forming? Yes. Yes. No matter who wins, some some group is going to riot. Or cause I mean, problems. let's be honest. The Chicago Bulls could win the NBA championship, and we'd have riots in Chicago. I mean, we riot when we're celebrating, right? So we're surely going to riot if we don't get our way in this election. Uh, it's just actually scary. I'm not going to. No, make fun I, I, of this. I agree. I kind of think that should be a national holiday, and we should stay home. Because I'm, I'm yeah. I, I got to be honest. I'm a little worried because some fringe group on either side is going to yeah. act out. Well, that's it. There are enough. Uh, uh, can I say crazies? Yeah. Okay. We got crazy people on both sides of this coin again. No doubt. All they need is one little thing that their president, get, their guy, didn't get elected, and somehow it's a Russian ploy to do something else or whatever. And somebody's shooting, you know, not to scare everybody. Please don't be scared. Wang Chung. It's not going to Wang Chung. It's not going to happen in Oklahoma. It's going to happen somewhere else in a big city. Yeah, most likely. Because let's be honest, most of the people here in Oklahoma, 
they're all voting the same way. <laughs> it's been they a red have. state since I've been here 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I mean every county, not just most of the state. It's true. So, well, folks, you know what? Here's the deal. God has given you a brain. I'm just going to ask you to use it when you go out and vote. And when you pull the lever, however you do it, just feel good about what you did. You did your civic duty. That's a responsibility that we all have as Christians in this country. But then after you vote and you see the Trump sign and it makes you angry, just pray for your neighbor. Just love them. Okay? Let's just all get along. We'll see you later. <laughs>